My name is Molly McCartney. I'm an intuitive medium, the author of the Amazon best-selling book, Empower Your Wisdom, and the founder of the Empowered Wisdom School. This show was created for women who wish to trust their intuition so they can follow their higher calling and their bliss without fear, doubt, and disempowering relationships holding them back. If you're a spiritual woman with a business or career in any field and a higher calling you've been working towards, and you want to be featured on the show to inspire others with your story, go to empoweredwisdomshow.com. For now, please enjoy today's show, and don't forget to subscribe for daily inspiration from our very special guests. Hello and welcome to the Empowered Wisdom Show. This is your host, Molly McCartney, and today we are talking about trusting the path of least resistance. Today, I am interviewing my friend and colleague locally here in Orlando, Florida. Her name is Erica Boucher. Uh, she's the founder of International Yoga Travel and does some really cool stuff with um, designing and formulating retreats where people go all over the world to uh, river cruises, to Africa, to, gosh, I'm going to ask her where she's gone, but lots and lots of beautiful places, Greece, and um, and has made a, a life and a career of, of designing these trips and and pulling people into these transformational experiences so uh, she has a really cool story to uh, starting as a yoga teacher going into coaching going into yoga teacher training and then kind of evolving all the way to this this calling that she's working on now so it's it's a really great example of how our calling can evolve over a time and trusting the path of least resistance at each change point is super important because you start one place and you may end up another and uh, spirit knows the way for that. So <laughs> it's all about trust and deep listening and Erica knows all about that. So welcome, Erica. How are you today? I'm wonderful. Thank you. I'm excited to be here. Oh, you. Awesome. Yes, it's, it's very cool. We haven't talked in a few years, but we met way back when uh, you were doing yoga teacher training, I think when we met. Um, mm -hmm. Even I think we studied some NLP together. <laughs> that we was did. a long we time did. ago. <laughs> so uh, why don't we just start from where you are now? Let us know uh, a little bit about international yoga travel and what you've been up to lately with that. Okay, so pretty much 100% of my focus now is on international yoga travel. So I put together group uh, travel around the world. It's they're not so much retreats, although they can be. I, I had to clarify because I didn't want people to think that we were going to fly to an exotic location and then spend a week in a yoga studio because mm. that's not really what we do. We, we, we are going to explore and experience the world and be in the world. And we do yoga as much as we can, usually once a day in the morning before breakfast, and then we're off to play for the rest of the day. And one of the things that I really love is creating this sense of community of people that come together on these trips. And a lot of times they've, they're coming for the first time. They don't know anybody on the trip, but they end up making connections and establishing relationships with some of the others. And then on future trips, they meet back up, whether it's on purpose or by accident, with each other and and it just is kind of this growing family or growing community of travelers that's been traveling around the world and i what i love about it is seeing people stay in touch and communicate with each other even outside of my trips so that's the kind of relationship those are the kinds of relationships that people are establishing which i really love because i think because of the background of the work that i've done and the relationships that I established with people, it's attracting a certain 
kind of person, a certain vibe, a certain energy, and and it it makes people feel safe. It creates a, a an element of safety for people to just come and relax and be themselves, and it's very inclusive, and everyone is really relaxed. So that's primarily what what I'm focusing on these days. I'm pretty much 100%. I love that because that might, must create a, a certain kind of opportunity for people to travel that might might not otherwise do it or not, might not otherwise bring that more spiritual side of themselves to that travel space that you can have this safe group to have both like let's go out and adventure and play and enjoy the cuisine and the nightlife and then also make sure our spiritual practices are there and then the safety of community so i, I love that um, can you share a little bit about maybe in like the last couple of years? I know, you know, we're friends on Facebook, so I see some of your pictures. Like, where have you been? <laughs> I know as a as a travel, you know, kind of professional, you've done some things separate from the yoga coaching. Mm -hmm. I'd love to hear about that, too. But as far as the kinds of trips that you plan, especially post-COVID, um, what's been going on? Well, so you're right. Some of the trips I do, it's just me going and exploring a destination, usually because I'm doing my due diligence for a future trip that I want to do. So as a travel agent, because I am a travel agent uh, now and have been for quite some time, it, I, I, I see it as my job to go and travel and see as many places as possible and get familiar with different suppliers and different destinations and things like that. And then I decide where I want to go back and bring a group. So we just did a Kenya safari, an African safari in February, and we are doing Bali next year. In fact, I put out a Bali trip for May of next year, and it sold out in four days. And so I opened up a second group, group which is wonderful. Um, we're doing Iceland in November. Um, we do river cruises every year. And so the Rhone River is this August, so it's the south of France. We've done the Mekong River, which took us through Vietnam and Cambodia. I've brought a retreat to Greece, um, Costa Rica, Thailand. So we're really making our way around the world. And what's great is how many of the people that are traveling with me have done multiple trips. Or they'll say, where, where are we going next? It's just not even a question. It's like, okay, whatever you're doing next, I'm in. So, so that's a lot of fun. Oh, I bet. I bet. That just sounds very exciting. So, so how did you come about this, um, you know, specific type of creation? And it really is a unique creation of, like you said, it's not a retreat. It's, you know, it's definitely about seeing the world in a the safe structure of community and also having that yoga element and that spiritual element there. Um, but there was an evolution to getting there. You know, mm -hmm. you started hosting groups and training in different ways and when did the travel start kind of trickling in for you to say oh maybe this is a way that I want to go you know full time well so I'm sitting here asking myself how far back should I go because when I think <laughs> about my professional like evolution it's all been very organic because I was working in the corporate world and and realized that I really needed something that was going to allow me to be more in service. Like I, I had that Sunday night feeling of dreading the week ahead. And I, I remember thinking I was in my twenties thinking there's, there's gotta be another way to live. This isn't what life is supposed to feel like. And I made a really big dramatic change. I quit my corporate job, took a job um, at a nonprofit a shelter for homeless families where I was hired to create a comprehensive rehabilitation program for homeless adults. 
And it was all around self-awareness, emotional intelligence. Um, it was a lot of forgiveness work. So we started with questions like, who am I? Why am I here? What do I want? Really getting people to kind of ask the questions that most people never ask themselves, right? To start waking up and thinking about the life they were creating. And I loved that work. During the time that I was doing that work, I went through my own awakening and it changed my life. And I realized no matter what I'm doing for the rest of my life, I will always be in service in some way because that was the, that was the one thing that I knew if I'm doing this, I will feel fulfilled. And so when that job came to an end, I was only there for a couple of years, but when that came to an end, I remember thinking, okay, what's, what's next? How do I continue to work with people in this way? And I was at a yoga class and I realized at the end, after you know coming out of Shavasana, that the way that I felt after a yoga class was very similar to the way that I felt when I was doing my own personal development work, just that sense of lightness and that freedom and awareness. So I went to a yoga teacher training and then very organically, I opened up a yoga studio. I wasn't planning on doing it, but I was trying to figure out what was next. I was praying about it. And then I saw this space with a sign that said space available for rent. So I opened a yoga studio and while I had that studio, I did my first yoga retreat. I brought a group to Costa Rica and that was my first um, time dipping my toe in the water of anything like that. And I really loved it. And then a couple of years later, I brought another group back to Costa Rica. And each time I had my minimum, I needed a minimum of 10 people to make the group work. And I, I managed to pull that off both of those times. I ended up selling the studio or closing the studio down and writing a book about personal development and doing coaching organically, once again, because people were asking me, are you doing any coaching? You know, because I had this book out there. So I started doing coaching work. And so, and then that evolved into a yoga teacher training. So I never had a plan. I never said one of these days I'm going to, I'm going to be a yoga teacher. I didn't know that. I was following this inner guidance system, right? Um, and I didn't know I would open a studio. I didn't know that I would do a yoga teacher training. None of that was planned. But through all of that, I was also occasionally I was putting together a retreat. I brought a group to the south of France. I brought a group to Thailand. I brought a group to Greece and really, really loved it. And so eventually what I realized, and so this is where it kind of gets into how your work evolves and the path of least resistance. As much as I love doing the yoga teacher training and as much as I loved doing the coaching and all of that, I felt like I was working really, really hard to stay afloat. I mean, I knew I was making a difference in people's lives because they told me that. They were reading my book and said it changed their lives, or they would do the coaching with me and say it would change their lives. And so the feedback I was getting was enough to make me think, okay, this is what you said you were going to do. You were going to have, you were going to be on purpose. You were going to be making a difference and be in service in people's lives. So you're on track, but but I was always just barely surviving financially. And so finally, and, and what happened was I felt like I was cranking. I was producing podcasts. I was writing blogs. I was writing the book. I was creating courses. I was, I, I was this content creating machine. And I got to the point where I was just exhausted. 
I was burnt out. And I thought to myself, Erica, what would you say to a client if you were working with somebody that was in this position? And I would ask them, you know, like, where's the path of least resistance? And I realized what I had been doing in my own business for years was it felt like I was pushing a boulder up a mountain because it just, it's just not where the energy was flowing. And yet on the side, I would do these retreats or these trips and it was fun. It was fun creating them. It was fun organizing them. It was fun leading them. Every aspect of that was fun for me. And but it felt like that was just this fun thing I was doing on the side, but the work was all this other stuff over here. Mm-hmm. And finally I prayed about it. And I'm like, like, again, like when I worked in the corporate world, life's not supposed to feel this way. It's not supposed to feel like I'm pushing a boulder up a mountain. Why am I, why did I buy into this? And, and I think for me, part of it was just not wanting to let go of something because maybe I had an attachment to this is what I was supposed to be doing, or this is what people expected to me, me to be doing. Mm. And maybe there was another aspect of me that just didn't know what else I would do, <laughs> you know, because I really wanted to be in service. I wanted to feel like I was making a difference in the world. And so I started to shift my focus to the travel piece. And ever since I did that, the energy has just completely shifted and has completely flowed. It's really a great reminder that if you feel like you're pushing that mountain, that, that boulder up a mountain or you're, you're beating your head up against a wall, then maybe it's time to rethink what mm. we're doing. And, and so I had to do that. I had to really pray about it and ask spirit, okay, where, where can I be most useful? Like, where do you want me to go? Like I'm, I will do my best to practice deep listening if you'll show me where to focus my energy. And that's when I just got the answer, just focus on this. I didn't know if it was going to be successful. I didn't know. I didn't, I didn't know, (laughs) know? (laughs) but I dove in, I dove in and said, you know, this is what I love and this is what I'm going to do. And I'm going to give it, I'm going to give it what I got and see if the universe meets me halfway and gives me that nod. And so that's, that's where we are. And now You know, I'm happy to say that when I put a trip out there, a lot of times within three days or four days, it fills up. And then I'm like, okay, which one are we going to do next? (laughs) And that's a good feeling after almost 20 years of feeling like I was pushing and struggling and forcing and and all of that. That's uh, thank you for sharing all that. And I was going to ask you so many different questions and you answered them all within within that story, because it, it is about listening to the subtle shifts in the, the process, because we do have those big dreams. A lot of, you know, I know a lot of my clients when they have this spiritual calling come upon them, uh, they have they get something called spiritual urgency. And they're like, I've got to do something. I've got to do it. I've got to do it. And it's like, just calm down. That's your ego getting excited about it. Um, and, you know, sometimes, I mean, I certainly have been there. Sometimes even today, I have to remind myself, don't don't work over here in this kind of sludgery. You know, sometimes mm. just going for a walk and, and letting spirit guide you is the best business decision you can make, right? <laughs> and, Absolutely. And being patient and saying, well, maybe it's not time to know exactly, but pushing this boulder is not going to get me anywhere. So let's just take take a step back and, and see what shows up so that we can have this conversation with life and find our way that way. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. And what's beautiful about it too, is none of that was wasted energy. Exactly. Yeah. Because the people that are coming on these trips are the people that have in some way been in connection with me or touched by the work that I have done, whether it's someone who was visiting I have one woman who comes on almost all the trips and now with her fiance, they've been doing all these trips with me. And the way we met was she came, she was visiting her aunt who lived in town or at the time lived in town and brought her to one of my yoga classes. There was a connection made or somebody who somebody gave her my book to read and she read it and then brought her to my website and she got on my email list. And then suddenly she's, Oh, this looks like an interesting trip. So so I don't look back and think I wasted all that time and energy. I realized that I couldn't be doing what I'm doing today if I hadn't done all of that. So it's yeah. all perfect, yeah. but it's knowing when the road is turning, you know, instead <laughs> of just continuing to drive off the cliff, like, okay, the road is turning. Let me follow the road. And yes. so, yeah, it's really been a great reminder about, listening to life and not imposing our will on it. Yeah, absolutely. I hear you. It's and and I think it's probably true in any uh, field, but especially in the spiritual field or the personal development field when we're trying to, you know, not trying, but we're in the realm of transformation. We you know, we we live in that space and we help people through that. It is it is magical in there and it can't we can't enforce too much logic on it, too much structure, <laughs> too much rules. We need that. We need that, but we can't override that feminine mystery of what's going to ha to happen. Life has its way with your, you know, with your um, clients and and with the people that come on these trips and the soul contracts and divine appointments that are happening through that can't be planned. But I think that's probably why it's so fun to watch it all come together, isn't it? <laughs> it is. It is because it's this beautiful co-creation. Because I realize that there's only so much of this that I have control over and that I definitely feel when the universe is supporting me, when I'm being supported in an endeavor and when the universe is trying to say hello, like you're not paying attention. And so it, it is, it's fascinating to be in it and it's fascinating to witness because I'm very much also witnessing the unfolding of what's happening, even though it's happening with me or through me. Yeah, I hear you. So where's been, um, I know it's probably hard for you to say one favorite place, but your top three favorite places that you've been are <laughs> favorite trips. Wow. Yeah, it, it is always tough um, because every place is so different. Um, Bali is spectacular. The people are maybe the kindest, gentlest, most humble uh, people I've ever met. And, and, and it's just the nature, everything is very much outdoors. Like it's open air restaurants. Everything's open air. It's beautiful. Greece is amazing because Greece kind of feels like Sedona meets Bali meets, uh, let's see, well, it's like, it's like the, it's the best of so many different places with the islands and, um, and the people and the food. And then there's Africa, you know, Kenya, like doing a, uh, a safari, like, with the animals and how close you get it's just spectacular it's there's nothing like it i have to say that was is one of the most unique experiences i've ever had um and i went to antarctica um <laughs> recently and totally different so how do you compare antarctica and penguins <laughs> and whales and glaciers to 
Kenya, you know, and the being in the bush with a lion literally 10 feet away, looking right at you, <laughs> you know, it's so different. Um, so yeah, it's hard to pick a favorite. There's things that I like about each place, the people of Bali, the, the, the rugged, um, like being in the caldera and the beauty of Santorini and Greece. And, um, yeah, it's, it's that's always a hard question for me to answer. <laughs> I believe it. I knew there was probably not one answer when I asked it, but <laughs> I thought that's see what you said. Um, constant inspiration. And, you know, it's it's interesting. Sometimes we can be attuned to to energies just going these place into these places, especially when you're around nature. And I'm sure that some people are have so many aha moments just going to these places for the first time. Mm -hmm. Have you noticed that for yourself? Just you mentioned deep listening oh. to life and all that. I know when I travel, it feels like a reset button or especially to an uh, awe inspiring location. I feel like I've, I take in some of that energy and it becomes a part of me somehow. Uh, absolutely. Absolutely. I can't tell you how many times we've been moved to tears. So the first one that comes to mind is we, I brought a group to Peru. And I think this was last September or the year before. The years are kind of, kind of blending together now. But we ended up in this place. We had done quite this hike up to Humante Lake. And it's a lake at the foot of a glacier. And there was nobody else there yet except for our group. And our guide led us in this like prayer, this very um, earthy, like feeling, like giving gratitude to the earth and feeling your connection to the earth and i tell you not one of us men and women alike got out of that without shedding a tear it was mm. absolutely amazing and that's one of the things that i love about travel you know it, it puts you in the moment and it broadens your 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 mind and it and it gives you perspective i always come back from travel with perspective because when i come back i I've gone from this really expansive state of mind, being in the moment without the, you know, laundry and grocery shopping and taxes and bookkeeping and all that stuff. And you've been in the moment and you're seeing and being exposed to all of these different things. And then you go home and you realize what you want to do differently. It, it you know, it, I always get perspective when I travel. It, sh it shifts my thinking. It changes me. Every single trip changes me in some way. I have to say that yoga, um, personal development work, and travel, for me, they're the three legs of a stool. They've, I've grown equally with all three of them. So I can't, I can't even say one was more important than the other, because now travel is as important, equally as important to me as all of the other work that I've done in my life. I love it. I can I can feel that. I I certainly get the bug myself and it's even post COVID like come on let's get going. Let's get going. I know some it, I'm I'm seeing more people post about trips and stuff, but I think it's been a slow going process for the world to get back back into it. So 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 you mentioned that, you know, with all the success of listening, you know, to life, being attuned by your adventures and also following what you enjoy most. Um we still have our challenges, right? When we're following our callings, nothing's ever done and we're never perfect. So um, you mentioned you do tend to get into like do mode and uh, you said the taxes and the, mm -hmm. the this and the that. So can you share a little bit about that, how that's affected you this year? And I know you've been busy planning a lot of trips. So 
you know, what is it like in your own time when you know that you need to take time to be and listen a little bit more or be with friends, you know, just, you know, not work on the house so much. Just share a little bit about what that's like, how you can get locked into that do-do mode. Yeah, absolutely. And and that is, that is my biggest challenge because in addition to running a business, I'm a DIYer. So I do my own website. I do my own a podcast editing. I do my, I do it all myself, right? I do all the trip organization. I, um, all of the communication with all of the, my travelers. I handle all of that. I'm the one who works with the suppliers on these trips. So there's a lot of administrative work to keep my arms around. But in addition to that, you kind of alluded to work on the house. My husband and I, about a year and a half ago, bought an 85, well, now 86 year old house that we've been renovating and it's been very rewarding, but as you can imagine, a lot of work. And so juggling that and juggling having my own business and all of the other things, I can get into the do it mode where I'm just like, what's on my to-do list? What do I got to do next? What do I got to do next? And, and I can get impatient if things aren't moving at the pace that I think they should move because I have so many things that I want to get it, wanted to get accomplished, you know? So, so I, one of the ways that I kind of like reset is to just stop, step away from my computer, go outside, work in the garden, take my dog, one of my dogs for a walk um, or something like that. And as a way of reminding myself, like to be in, to be, to be in the moment. And I was working on a blog like last week where I was reminding myself in this blog as I was writing, it was kind of like a journal that became a blog, but I was writing myself, reminding myself that anything can be a meditation. Cleaning the toilet can be a meditation and <laughs> yes. being the dishwasher can be a meditation. But a lot of times when I get into do it mode, that's not the energy that I'm taking into that. This, this is a task that I'm getting done or I'm multitasking. I'm emptying the dishwasher while I'm talking to my mom on the phone or, you know, whatever. I'm just taking care of multiple things at one time. So that is my biggest challenge as a business owner and a DIYer and a creative person who loves doing all the things that I'm doing. And yet there's, you know, there's that, that other side of it, the mm-hmm. flip side of the coin where it can be, it can get overwhelming. Mm-hmm. And like you said, all that doing is, uh, that's not where the energy flows. Right. Well, I was going to ask what makes you feel like it's not, um, you know, what, what, what makes it challenging for you? So if it's, if it's not in flow, then you feel stressed, you feel anxious, mm-hmm. you know, what kind of, feelings come up for you to let you know, like, oh, I'm really pushing, I'm putting my foot too much on the gas here. <laughs> I'm trying to drive I, this ship a little bit too, too hard. Right, right. Because I'll start getting impatient or irritable, mm-hmm. or I'll feel the tension in my body. You know, if I'm, and another thing about just finding the balance, if I'm spending too much time sitting at a desk or on the computer, I have to remind myself, I think, I think I've determined, and I just said that this to someone this week, I think I've determined that my max that I can comfortably be on a computer in any given day before it starts to take a toll on me is four hours. Like I have to. I was about to say that too. <laughs> four <laughs> hours. That's it. That's, that's max. Anything <laughs> over that. And like this, 
this uh, other Erica comes out that's not fun for anybody. (laughs) (laughs) Then you know, you know, I got it. Well, I pulled a few cards for you just to help inspire you to that, you know, kind of next level of, of listening to that part of you that says step away from the computer Erica and uh, yes, let's go perfect. take a walk outside so I'll, I'll share that with you now um, so I definitely see that when you're busy you get into a mindset of I, I, I have to do I have to I'm stuck I'm stuck here I have to do this and um, it feels like some of that is some leftover nine to five or stuff or like there's some boss out there that's judging your performance mm-hmm. and the more that you can look ahead to what's next and and i hear something about either getting that administrative help or an assistant or something as your company grows that's going mm-hmm. to help you step back and get what you want because at this point you're really clear that you want more calm in your day and more time to just be and to be your your own Erica self, not the <laughs> not the, the crazy I'm overworked Erica self. Um, so does that make sense? Is that something you're considering um, in the absolutely. future? Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. I've mm-hmm. been looking at um, there are like um, management programs that can really manage the travel business for me, where everything is in there instead of I have spreadsheets over here for this group and this group and this group, and because like I said, I'm a DIYer. So I've just kind of like DIYed my way through everything. And, and I've really come to the conclusion recently that there are programs out there that are designed to make life easier for people just like me. And so giving myself permission to, to do that, to trust it and take it to that next level. I think it's kind of the next stage of the growth for my, for my business really in order for it to be sustainable. That feels like a yes to me. And, and it's, it's just like, like you said, when you get clear and you're knowing where the resistance is, okay, well, what can I do to, to let that go a little bit? And I feel that um, as you, you come out of a time of setting your, your intentions and trusting your higher self with what you're doing, um, now you're moving into a time of knowing you really can't go wrong with this as long as you keep doing it and keep moving forward. Um, but it is about finding balance as you do it. So that personal balance is coming in as a very important piece, because as you know, we can have abundance, we can have success, but if we don't have that personal abundance of time and energy, it's really not worth a whole lot. <laughs> you Absolutely. Know, some people Absolutely. might disagree, but I know that you agree <clears throat> with that. I do hundred um, <laughs> percent. Yes. And so um, this is something that has come up. Um, if it hasn't come up before as, you know, basically the universe going, Erica, make sure that you uh, get some help with this and don't try to do it all yourself. Um, you know, share, definitely be uh, thinking of it as sharing the wealth and giving opportunities to others. Um, I feel that you might be a little like me. Um, I, I've been called a control freak and I, you know, was like, I resemble that remark now, um, you know, as far as doing these kinds of things, right, the background admin stuff, well, I know what needs to be done and it's in my head and it's hard to give it to someone else. But the more, you know, I didn't think of that as controlling, but I guess it kind of is. So the more that you share that wealth and say, all right, I'm going to start, um, you know, outsourcing this stuff, if there may be a part of you that needs to trust that process and know that it's not going to get messed up <laughs> by someone else. <laughs> That's huge because when, when you're dealing with a group of, you know, 15 travelers and if you met, if you get one number in a passport wrong or one letter and a name wrong, that could throw everything off. And so the thought of turning that over to somebody else 
is hard. I think the next step for me, maybe down the road, I'll do that. But I think the next step is working with this program where you, you put it in and it knows automated emails and everything. Yes. But but yes, I mean, I'm, I'm absolutely on the same page with what you're saying. That mm-hmm. that has to happen in order for this to be sustainable for me. It's a, it's saying, okay, now you know you've got a formula that's working. How do you make this sustainable so yeah. that you so you enjoy it? Yes. And getting your time back, getting that it's like, okay, the abundance is there. Now I want my time back and Mm -hmm. getting into your heart about it when you're thinking about what to do is going to help you a lot and just getting complete and making a decision about it and then moving forward. That's the biggest obstacle is just saying that old phase is over and now I'm ready to move into this new phase. And I'm going to consider that now I want to, I feel like something else might come in like more yoga or more meditation or something that might come in when you have that free time. And it may Mm -hmm. be another book, it may be something else. um, But you can get back into that content creation, but in a way that's creative and fun for you, not because you have to do it. Um, You know, right? uh, Yeah, so that makes I love that you're nodding. (laughs) (laughs) I I am. Yeah, because for the longest time, like I said, I was a content creating machine. And I was putting it out there because that was what you're supposed to do. If you want to drive traffic to the website, you got to create that content. And now the thought of that just is exhausting and almost a little nauseating. That's how you know when you've reached burnout, I think, when the thought of doing something makes you nauseous. (laughs) Yes, I totally agree. I totally agree. Yep. So, so yes, that's all really good feedback from you. And I like what you said about this, this piece of like, almost like that leftover nine to five mentality. Yeah, you can, you can sit back and just enjoy like, yep, we got a trip coming up and the the system is, is got it all set up. Like you could get hours and hours back in and there may be a little bit of guilt for that, but you've reached a point where it's, it's okay. It's okay to have to work four days a week and to have most of your time to yourself and to also do this amazing business and travel and get your dreams. Basically your dreams are coming true. Um, so I feel like that confidence, just just holding on to that confidence and knowing that it's time to to say yes to some of this um, new kind of abundance that wants to come in and just noticing that any time that you feel off, you even spoke it very clearly, I think that's probably a life lesson that, that you've started to master very well is when I feel like I'm pushing the boulder up the hill, when I'm on a detour from my inner peace, I'm probably a little bit off track. And so that teaches you to see through the illusion of control and to go back into, okay, what's, what do I need to surrender to now? And um, the more that you, you kind of do that coming up in this new phase of your business, um, there are going to be some things to learn. And there is going to be some trust issues to work through, even with the system and all of that. Mm-hmm. But, um, but the more that you notice um, it challenging your positive mindset, I think you, you said it beautifully when you said, washing the dishes can be a meditation, doing this can be a meditation. When you bring that spiritual awareness into anything, it's actually um, it's actually worthwhile. And any challenges that you face are gonna be worth it because it's building something new. And, and that's, it's, I do feel a new phase is calling you with this. So many blessings with it. <laughs> thank you, thank you. Yeah, that was wonderful. I loved what you said too about not feeling guilty because I think there's a part of me that bought into the belief that you you have to work hard to be successful. And who am I to do it in four hours? Who am I to to get it done in a four day work week? You know, and 
And I think so some of this, some of this is self-imposed based on that old belief system. So mm-hmm. thank you for pointing that out. Yeah, you're very welcome. You're very welcome. It's just the, the next, the next phase, the next lesson in the same journey. So you just apply what you've learned so far and it's about mastery of that and, and live in the dream. <laughs> yeah. Awesome, Molly. Thank you. It's always so fun to talk with you. Yes, definitely. And thanks for coming on the show today. It's been really exciting to hear what you've been up to. And we'll definitely talk offline about some adventures possibly <laughs> in the future. I think so. I think so. I can see a collaboration. Yeah, that'd work. be wonderful. So where <laughs> can people find you online if they'd like to learn more about your trips? They can go to internationalyogatravel.com, I-Y-T, I say for short, but internationalyogatravel.com or erikabuche.com. Either one of those will get them to the same place. Awesome. Very good. All right, everyone, check out Erica. And if you've been looking for some world trips, there's many, many each year. (laughs) I see her Mm -hmm. post. So several to choose from and a really awesome group of people, too. So again, thanks for being here today, Erica. It's been lovely catching up with you. Thank you. It's been great to catch up with you too. Thank you. And thank you everyone for listening. We'll catch you next time. Hey there. I hope you enjoyed today's show. If you'd like to hear more from our wise and wonderful guests, make sure you subscribe for daily interview content. And here's three ways I can help empower your wisdom for free. Number one, grab your copy of my Empower Your Life workbook. It will help you honor your inner voice, make way for new visions, and live with intention. Go to empoweredwisdomshow.com forward slash workbook to get your copy today. Two, if you're a woman with a well-established business or career and your intuition is nudging you to go in a more spiritual direction, we want to interview you on this show. Head to empoweredwisdomshow.com. Three, listen and subscribe to our sister podcast, The Empowered Wisdom Hour, for free teachings, guided meditation, and channeled wisdom to help you thrive. You can listen on Apple, Spotify, and most major podcast platforms. At Empowered Wisdom Coaching, we help intuitive, spiritual, and high-achieving women who feel disempowered by self-doubt and relationship patterns realize their power and go for what they want without holding back. If you're ready to release doubt, fear, and disempowering relationships so you can follow your calling and your bliss the intuitive way, book a call to see how I can help. Go to mollymccartney.com forward slash chat.